Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And 910 The Fan is proud to be the home for the high school football broadcast game of the week with Gary Criswell alongside our own Gary Hess, the sports director here at WRNL and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. The czar joins us every Wednesday at 2.15, but we team up with CBS 6 for the 910 The Fan High School Football Coaches Poll. And joining us right now from CBS 6 is Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, good afternoon, Adam. How's everything going? I'm going pretty well here. So we've been doing a fun Election Day bit here, staying away from politics and electing a president of each sport. All right. So, for example, for the NFL, we chose Patrick Mahomes. For baseball, we chose Bryce Harper, and a lot of people were upset with that on Twitter. But uh, why don't you run through a few of your favorite sports here and choose who you would like to represent that sport. And it has to be a current player. How on earth did you not pick Aaron Judge? See? I know. That was the issue. But Bryce Harper showed up in the playoffs, man, and and he seemed to carry the Phillies all the way uh, to almost the World Series. To, oh, almost? Oh, okay, almost. So he got as close to a ring as you did, is what you're trying to say. And does the, does the word, does, does the name Roberto Clemente award mean anything to you? How about the AL home run champion and the record? I mean, come on. Got to get Aaron Judge in there. Uh, for football, uh, let me see. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes or, um, hmm, uh, that's, he's a good one. The only other one I could think of would be Jason, uh, don't call me Taylor Kelsey. Because I like him. I don't know if you've heard his podcast with his wife, but it's actually pretty funny. I, I have, yeah, yeah. I've definitely checked that out. Uh, Lane, so the new CBS 6 9, 10, the fan high school po- high school coaches poll is out. and Benedictine at 10, Matoka at 9, Trinity at 8, TJ at 7, Glenn Allen at 6, Dinwiddie. Five, Rhino four, Manchester three, Thomas Dale two, still undefeated in Highland Springs at number one. Anything surprise you with the top ten? There were two things. Number one, uh, hats off to Thomas Jefferson. They've been playing football since 1930 over here in the near West End. Never had an undefeated season. The last time they had a one-loss season was back in the early 1950s. So that is uh, it's a fantastic accomplishment. They've cleared a couple of hurdles that have given them trouble in years past. Um, and Eric Harris, who was kind of uh, thrust into the head coaching role somewhat late, he didn't realize he didn't get the job officially until uh, sometime in the early summer. Um, and he's just done a, a, a magnificent job. They had the kids, they had the foundation, and they knew that they were going to be good. Uh, but, you know, I think he was the last piece that got them over the hump to be this good. And then the second thing was Trinity's, uh, you know, convincing win over Benedictine last Friday night. I'm not sure anybody outside of Trinity's locker room saw that coming, but that's a team that has overcome a, a few very significant injuries this year. They've gotten a couple of kids back, and that is what Sam Mickens' program does when they are healthy. They've played a, a really brutal schedule. Uh, they've played a lot of uh, tougher teams why they have three losses this year, although one of them probably shouldn't have been a loss. But uh, that even even with all that, you had a 9-0 Benedictine team come in and really get punched in the mouth, and I'm not sure anybody saw that coming. 
We're running around local sports here in Richmond, Virginia with Lane Casadante from CBS 6. Follow Lane on social media for all the latest high school football news at Lane CTV Sports. And I was talking to Gary Hess about the playoffs last week. And uh, last year, you had three state champions with Trinity, uh, with Dinwiddie, and Highland Springs. Now, Highland Springs takes a step up. And what's frustrating about this year is your teams in 6A are going to beat each other up. And uh, eventually, you're going to lose Highland Springs, Thomasdale, or Manchester. Yeah, that's the real that's the real travesty of this is that only one of them is going to come out of the region and be able to represent Class Six from the 804. Uh, it will they will have earned it, and it will be you know trial by fire to get out of this region. But you know it just stinks because at least two, if not all three of them, would have a real chance to win a state championship, but only one of them is going to get the opportunity. Lane, let's move over to the Washington Commanders. It felt like the season was on the line against the Patriots. I think if they fell to 3-6, and six, I wouldn't get many more Commanders phone calls anymore, and I'm not sure the TV ratings would be very good, but they get to 4-5, and five, and now all of a sudden they can grasp for a playoff spot, it feels like. <laughs> it feels like to you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You can, but but keep pulling that shade up, uh, you know. And you, listen, they they're not the Giants, they're not the Jets, thank God. And you're right, that was a game that they should have won, and they did win. The Patriots are a shell of their former selves, and you'd feel so much worse had the team lost that game than you feel good because they won it. Um, and they are, they're you know they're they're about to tread water. They're only a game under 500. Um, the NFL, I'm convinced, is not going to be satisfied until every team goes 8-8-1 eight, eight and one every year, uh, <laughs> and they won't know what to do, and they're just going to try and let every team in the playoffs somehow or another. So, um, I, But I, I agree with what Jonathan Allen said, and I think that every week that Sam Howell doesn't get the ever-living hell beat out of him, he improves, and I think he has a chance to be solid, if not spectacular, in this league. And given the revolving door that this team has had at that position over the last two decades, um, I think you go with that right now and you have something on which to build, which I don't think you could say about that position with the, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins. And I know they tried with RG3 and that was just never going to work with the uh, dynamics and the personalities in the locker room. But, you know, with Sam Howell, you feel like you've got a guy that wants to learn, has the physical abilities and you give him another piece or two, especially on the offensive line, and just see what he can do with a little experience. Yeah, Lane, and and I think the reason that I feel like they can grasp for a playoff spot is less to do with the commanders. Like They still have issues on the defense and issues at the offensive line, but more to do with the bad play inside of the NFC. I mean, the NFC, bad quarterback play, and now a lot of teams are playing with backups. So uh, Washington currently sits behind the Minnesota Vikings. Is Josh Dobbs going to lead them to the playoffs? Is Taylor Heineke going to lead the Falcons? Is Baker Mayfield going to lead the Bucks? I mean, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs, yeah, one of those lousy football teams is going to make the playoffs because of that extra wild card spot. Right, and, and, and that's, those are excellent points, and I get all of that. Yes, uh, the commanders need to stay healthy. Um, they need to take advantage of their schedule when they can. And I think they have a third-place schedule this year, so that should help. Um, but, you know, I will 
I will believe in this team when they show me tangible proof that I need to believe in this team. I mean, we've seen this before where they take one step forward and two steps back. Last week was a step forward. Let's see if they could do a second one later this week. They're not the, you know, they're not the Eagles, the Lions, or the 49ers. But then again, like you said, not many in the NFC are. And every team between them and the top three I see as being relatively shaky. Um, so, yeah, if they improve, they take advantage of their schedule, sure, it's absolutely possible, as you said, given the state of the rest of the conference. Yeah, and Ron Rivera's teams have historically done really well uh, in the month of November. The last few years, 4-2 and two, um, in October and in late October and November. And then he's terrible the last, like, four games of the season, but that's a story for another day. Uh, they've also been decent on the road in Seattle in the regular season. I think 7-1 and one in their last eight contests, but 0-2 oh in the playoffs. Good thing this Sunday is not a playoff game. Lane Casadante with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Uh, Lane, I tried to avoid it, uh, but I couldn't. Had to talk about the VCU loss last night to McNeese State. Uh, I saw your 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 coworker Sean Robertson was on the call on TV alongside John Feinstein. Uh, what did you think of the game? Um, I don't think that was a great first game matchup for VCU. You had an older, athletic McNeese State team, about which not a lot of people know. But you know, and I understand you know Will Wade put this team together, and despite all of his shortcomings, and there are many, and they are well documented. He does know basketball. He knows how to spot talent. Uh, he's put a, a reasonably good team together, and I, I, I just think it was a bad matchup. Um, now, are there things that Ryan Odom needs to fix? You bet there are. Uh, they relied way too much on the three and threes that just weren't falling last night, which is doubly frustrating and concerning because they were home. You know, you should hit those shots at home. Um, but I, I also believe and know that Ryan is a guy that is going to get to work on everything that he saw that was wrong last night and get it turned around for Sanford on Friday and then moving forward. That's not what every, anybody was expecting last night, but the good news is they have it from which to work and learn and build moving forward. Lane, I wanted to ask you about Roosevelt Wheeler, all right, because he's a local kid from Richmond, and I didn't know what to expect from him except the fact that he played last season in the ACC at Louisville, so I, I knew he'd be a big body with some decent post moves, uh, but he was disappointing last night with zero points, didn't even attempt a shot after the exhibition game where he was 7-for-7 seven seven with, with 14 points and a, a bunch of rebounds. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Roosevelt Wheeler. Well, the first thing is, I, and a lot of people, you're not the only one that has brought up, hey, you know, look what they did in the exhibition game. And, you know, you have to keep everything in perspective. That was a Division Two team that was brought in for a specific reason. Uh, Division One teams are going to be better. They're going to have more to play for. They're going to have more to prove. And they're going to have more want to when they come into this building. So while the 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 exhibition win was nice and it made everybody feel good, it wasn't reality. So – what you have going forward is Roosevelt is a guy and some of the folks around the program have talked to me about him this summer and he's kind of a work in progress. Um, I know he was at Louisville. I, I don't know that he got a lot of minutes down there, which was probably led to some of the frustration um, on both sides. And part of the reason why he might be back home right now. Um, but a lot of a few people around the program say, you know, he's a work in progress and they're, uh, you know, geez, they get him up to speed, and that's going to be uh, an impressive front court with Toby Lawal and uh, um, the other players that they have up there. Yeah. But it, but it's gonna it's gonna take a couple of games 
Uh, remember, uh, uh, Ryan Odom had to assemble a roster, and now he's got to make it a team. Yeah. That doesn't happen overnight. Just getting kids to sign doesn't mean they're going to set the world on fire and play lights out every single night all the time. This is this is going to be this is going to take a little bit to to get everybody rolling in the same direction. Yeah, and Ram Nation was frustrated last year when we lost at home to Jacksonville. Uh, so uh, we know how that season ended up. Very much so. Very, yeah, they were very much so. Uh, there was there was a lot of that last year, but um, you know, let's it's one game. <laughs> I'm reminded of that uh, Dr Pepper commercial where people start. <laughs> torching their house after the first play of the first game. It's only one game. This is a long season. We're going to go all the way to March. Lane, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Adam, thanks for the time. Have a great week. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, available on the go. On the free Odyssey app, downloaded today for free, and just search 910 The Fan. It gives you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off. Of course, we post a podcast every day, the best of AWOD Radio on iTunes, Spotify, and more. And wanted to get back into the Commanders, the Commanders Corner as NFL.com put out an article where they're grading the NFL's next generation of quarterbacks. And week nine, they chose quarterback of the Washington Commanders, Sam Howell, after another awesome performance, saying it looks like Washington's young quarterback has a bright future. And anybody that wa- that has been watching Washington has been seeing Sam Howell's been cruising this season. If the defense was holding opponents to 19 points per game like they did last year, we wouldn't be talking about a four and five po- football team. We'd probably be talking about a 7-2 and two football team. Like, honestly, right? I, I think you still probably lose the stinker to the Bears. You still probably lose to the Bills. But you beat the Eagles twice because you scored 31 in both of those games. So, I, I think people would argue he's been as good or better than any other second-year quarterback in football other than Brock Purdy. If you want to chime in on Sam Howell, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Let's take a listen to quarterback one Sam Howell after the game. He did a lo- nice little post-game interview. Let's take a listen to QB1. Yeah, they stepped up big time for us. You know, offensively, you know, we moved the ball well, but we made too many mistakes, um, too many turnovers, and our defense and special teams picked us up. You know, Joe made some big kicks, and Tress had some really good punts, and our defense coming up there with the stop at the end. You know, it's a great team win. We know we can play better, but it's definitely good to get a win on the road. Yeah, lo- it's just preparation. You know, there's the stuff we do in the offseason, the stuff we do in practice throughout the week. You know, we take practice very, very seriously. Um, and every single rep in practice, you know, we treat it like it's the game. Um, and, you know, when we come to the games, it translates. Um, so I, just credit to those guys around me. Credit to God. I'm um, just so thankful to be where I am in, in my life. And it's just a credit to him. So Sam Howell was given a grade of an A-. minus. I gave him a B-plus for the game, obviously. Did not like the interception. Season grade, they give him a B-minus with this summary. Howell continues to stack dazzling performances against challenging defenses. Last week was the Eagles, this time the Patriots on the road. He's starting to take less hits, sacks in the pocket. The wow throws pop each week. And I'm not the only one that's talking about the high-caliber throws and plays of Sam Howell. I mean, look, he broke the rule of quarterback in the NFL. You're never supposed to throw across your body. He did that successfully, a 26-yard gain to Byron Pringle. He 
made that big mistake and then bounced back, throwing it down the field to Jahan Dotson on a third and 23. He scrambled, took a hit, kept his feet moving, broke the tackle like a tight end, and pushed forward down the sideline to get the first down. And uh, one of his most impressive throws, they pointed out, was while being hit, he found Terry McLaurin for an out route of 26 yards. It was a third down and long. Third down and long against a tough Patriots defense that sent the blitz. Sam Howell dropped back off of his back foot. A perfect timing throw to the outside to Terry McLaurin. If you watch that play on replay, it will look very similar to another throw that Howell connected with Terry McLaurin in overtime against the Eagles. The only difference, McLaurin's foot landed on the Eagles defender's arm, on his forearm, and was considered out of bounds. But Sam has shown the ability to hit that route when it matters most, and McLaurin came down with the big 26-yard gain against Barry good coverage. So the guys at Pro Football Focus have also been talking about Sam Howell. Let's take a listen to what they think about if Washington has finally found their franchise quarterback. Sam Howell had maybe the best throw of the day, which was to Dodson for a touchdown. The best scramble of the day, which was third and 23. And you could say it was bad tackling by New England, but he converted a third and 23, you know, running through views. And also, so best pass, best scramble, and worst interception. Right before the half, and throws it right to the defense in the end zone. And most insane completion I've ever seen. One moment, folks. So you've got to love the way Sam Howell's getting recognition from around the league, right? I mean, this is a kid here who played one game last year against a Cowboys team that, yeah, you could argue they had something to play for. I really don't think they did. Um, he's 66.6%. Completion percentage right now, over 2,400 yards, 14 touchdowns to nine interceptions. And he can run the ball. And his ability to run, I think, is going to be important here as we get toward the colder months uh, when people don't like to tackle in the cold. That's why you always say, oh, Derrick Henry's always good in, in late December and January. Well, if you have a quarterback that's going to be able to run, and if the guys have more confidence in him, Right, the more confidence they have in Sam, they're going to call more of these quarterback runs, and I, I feel like we can take advantage of that, especially in a game where Robinson and Gibson combined for seven, 97 yards. They should have done more of these quarterback zone read plays and let Sam Howell keep it himself. Um, I, I think that's going to possibly be a, a weapon that they can use over the next few weeks as the Commanders travel across the country to face off against the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open. Give me your thoughts on QB1 Sam Howell, 833-804-0910. Or you can always tweet me throughout the show at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Chase Hughes will join us to talk NBA. But first, we do have breaking news right here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Breaking news on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Carson Wentz is back in the NFL. Adam Schefter just reported that Carson Wentz is signing with 
the Los Angeles Rams. So after spending last season with the Washington Commanders, Carson in the offseason worked out with a famous photo wearing a skin shirt, a Eagles helmet, and Colts pants. Well, now the former Skins offense coordinator, Sean McVay, will give him a shot as Carson Wentz signs with the Los Angeles Rams per Adam Schefter. I'm Adam Epstein. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Now joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Chase Hughes. What's going on, Chase? Not much, Adam. Good to be back on with you. Absolutely. So Chase is our man to go around the NBA and focus in on the Washington Wizards as he covers the team for Monumental Sports Network. And uh, before we focus in on the Wiz, let's get your thoughts on Victor Wembanyama. I was a known hater of Wemby. I didn't believe the hype. I said all these social media videos, they're 20 seconds here. I need to see it with my own two eyes. Well, I've seen it with my own two eyes. He is spectacular, and he's he's the most fun player I've seen uh, play in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was going to be good. I think anyone watching him could tell that. I was just a little skeptical with some of the, what seemed like hyperbole about how good he would be this early. You know, Woj saying he was the greatest basketball prospect of all time. It was like, hold on a second. LeBron James was pretty (laughs) darn good. And then we saw him kind of struggle in the summer league, and, you know, he was pretty good in the preseason. But once the regular season began, he's been everything that everyone said he would be. He's been as advertised. His ability to block shots, um, the, the ways he can score um, with his mobility and his size, it's really incredible. And now I'm starting to really drink the Kool-Aid and think that you know maybe he could be an all-star as a rookie. That's very, very rare. Uh, it hasn't happened, I think, since Blake Griffin. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but I think he could be an all-star and very, very soon be an MVP candidate because he looks like the type of player that is completely unstoppable, basically on both ends of the floor. No, you're right. And he outdueled Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns two games in a row, one a comeback and the other one a clutch 38-point performance for the win. Uh, Chase, uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Before we talk about the Wizards, I need the Bradley Beal report. Has he played in a game this year? He has not played in a game yet. Um, He played in the preseason, but he's still waiting to make his son's debut. And I just saw a tweet from Shams that it sounds like he's potentially going to debut this week. But, you know, that's been a question mark for the Suns when they put this team together is how often are him, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant all going to be healthy? And so far, we've yet to see that. Let's get to the Washington Wizards with Chase Hughes here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline coming off of a 146-128 loss to the Sixers. And, Chase, it doesn't seem like the defense has improved this season. No, right now uh, the defense looks pretty bad. Uh, They've got the worst defensive rating in NBA history, and they're giving up the second-most points all time. And, you know, in this era – Offensive numbers are kind of juiced, and, and the other, it, it's, it's hard to compare different time periods in the NBA, but um, right now certainly it's been a problem. I, I think on one hand they've played some really good offenses. You know, the, the Sixers have one of the best offenses in the league. So do the Celtics. They lost to the Pacers on opening night. I believe the Pacers scored 152 last night against the Spurs, so we know they can score. So we'll see it play out over time. Um, but so far, it's kind of reminded me of the 2019-20 season when the Wizards um, last hit the reset button, and basically they were in a bunch of high-scoring games. Um, I think the one 
thing that you can take solace in that is a major difference from now and then is that the decision to draft Bilal Koulibaly with the seventh overall pick, that was the first draft pick made by the new front office. And I think that told you everything you need to know about their commitment to the defensive end because he projects to be an elite wing defender long-term, much more so than what he can do on the offensive end. And if he could become a two-way player, that's great. But I think everyone feels confident that he could be a great defender. And by making that draft pick, I think they showed that they're serious about defense. It just clearly might take some time to put it all together. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely disappointing seeing your team give up 146 points, 130 almost every single night. But you're right, Koulibaly has been a a bright spot to watch defensively. He had a block last night. I've seen him get a few steals. Uh, My issue is that he does seem... Just so raw offensively. Uh, when he, I don't like his mechanics on his jump shot. Uh, I feel like we can't trust him to hit an open three-point shot. I mean, are, are you seeing a future offensively from Koulibaly so far? Well, there's some flashes. His athleticism, especially in the fast break, stands out. I think he's the most athletic player that they've drafted in quite a while. And he's got a pretty decent feel for the game that you see at times when the ball's in his hands. You know, the way he... Um, sets up others uh, with his passes and um, the way he dribbles up the court with his head up and and sort of scanning the court. Um, But it's definitely going to take some time. You know, what really stands out when I watch him offensively is what the Wizards' new GM, Will Dawkins, and their team president, Michael Winger, have said, which is they learned in Oklahoma City is that when you draft a player, you you do so with the understanding that they're not going to reach their peak for probably another 10 years. And they drafted him when he was 18 years old. He's since turned 19. But he's much further ahead in his development as a defensive player than an offensive player. And, you know, you see players come through the draft like him, um, you know, every, one, every few years, or probably at least there's a couple guys like him every year. And some of them never figure it out offensively. But as long as he becomes a, a great defender, I think it'll, it'll make him worth the seventh overall pick. And if he can put the pieces together offensively, um, then he does have a chance, I think, to be a really, really impactful player. Follow Chase Hughes on social media, Chase DC Sports, and uh, you can read his work online, MonumentalSportsNetwork.com. The Wizards have, so far this season, played at a fast, a faster pace of any NBA team since 1990 with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, give me a little bit more details about that, Chase. Yeah, so basically the NBA has a stat called pace, which is an estimate of possessions per game. Um, and the Wizards right now are averaging more possessions per game than any team in decades. As you mentioned, uh, the early 90s Denver Nuggets, which uh, that was toward, toward the end of an era that they had through the 80s um, where they just scored an incredible amount of points and also gave up an incredible amount of points. Um, but it's interesting because going into the season, Wes Unsell Jr. said he thought that the personnel the Wizards added in the offseason would allow them to play faster because they brought in guys like Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole who played for some of the fastest teams in the league, the Grizzlies and the Warriors. And the Wizards kept some guys who happened to be really good in transition. You know, Daniel Gafford last year was the most efficient player in the league in transition, and Corey Kispert was 10th. So you put it all together, they have a lot of players who are, at a minimum, comfortable playing fast, and in a lot of cases, very good at playing fast. So that's what they tried to do. And I knew that was going to be the case. You know, after last year, they were 17th in pace. I thought we'd see a pretty stark improvement. I did not think that we'd see it happen to this extent this early, um, but that is sort of emerging as a trademark of this uh, new-look Wizards team that they like to play really, really fast, get up the court, and execute their offense very early on the shot clock. 
We're about two weeks into the 2023-2024 NBA season, and I'm not shocked at all to see your Western Conference leaders are the Denver Nuggets, and the Eastern Conference leaders are the Boston Celtics. I mean, Celtics look good with Porzingis, Tatum's a star, and the Nuggets, they picked up right where they left off, Chase. Yeah, right now, I think those are the two best teams in the conference, the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets, in their respective conferences, I should say. Um, you know, the Nuggets obviously deserve a lot of respect now. Uh, they were Rodney Dangerfield for a while, but <laughs> they won the title and they came back and they're backing it up with the way they started this season. And, you know, the Boston Celtics, when the Milwaukee Bucks traded for Damian Lillard, I texted a bunch of my friends and my coworkers. I was like, this is the best duo in the league. They're going to win the title. Um, but then the Boston Celtics traded for Drew Holiday, and it just fits so seamlessly with what they want to do to have him as their point guard. And if you just look at their starting lineup, it's one of the more balanced and deepest starting lineups I've seen in quite a while. Uh, with Porzingis, basically, you know, as your fourth best player, he was the best player on the Wizards last year, in my estimation, based, you know, given what he could do on both ends of the floor. Um, depth is a concern, so we'll see. But um, I, I think, you know, we saw them in the finals a couple years ago. I think they have a really good chance of getting back if they can get through Milwaukee. But, you know, the, the other team I would mention in that conversation who beat the Celtics last night is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think what we're seeing so far is legit. They've got the best defense in the league with Rudy Gobert anchoring the middle. And Anthony Edwards looks like a top five player in the league right now. And, of course, he was the number one pick a few years ago. He's gotten better every single year. And I think he has a chance to be a true um, face of the league, honestly. I think he's that good because he does it on both ends of the floor. It kind of reminds me, you know, not, not a perfect comparison, but Kobe and Michael Jordan, how they were the best player on both ends of the floor. We've seen Anthony Edwards be able to rise to that type of level. And to see it happen opposite Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I thought was really impressive. All right, Chase, we're doing an election day bit. Hope everyone gets out right. and votes today, but it's not political. We are electing the best current athlete in each sport. So who is the president of basketball? I'll have to go with Nikola Jokic because he's won two MVPs and he just won the title. And, um, you know, he's the guy who averages the triple-double and gets it done on both ends of the floor, so I'll go with Jokic. I, I love that pick, but I'm going Luka Doncic. I just love that he okay. the way he plays at his own pace. And I, I feel like every night he's got the most highlights, it seems like. He does have the highlights, but if you're into passing, Nikola Jokic has some pretty nice highlights, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm a lot more into shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, always appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'm Adam Epstein. We got JC on the mic running the ones and twos today. And when Chase Young was traded from the Commanders to the 49ers, I thought that was the end of Chase Young. I I thought that was the last time you'd hear us talking about him, but... You know, it seems like Montez Sweat took the high road in his press conference with the Chicago Bears, and uh, there were reports that came out that Montez did not want to go to Chicago. He was not happy with that trade at all. Then they gave him $90 million, and he since basically shut up, said, I'll take the money. I'll take the bag. I'm cool with that. Well, there was a clip that went viral yesterday from Chase Young at the podium talking about 
moving from the Washington Commanders to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, before I play the clip, let me tell everybody this. I avoided this clip for a full 24 hours. I wanted to be able to give my live reaction here on these airwaves. Let's roll the tape, JC. Oh, you know, Nick. Nick is here. Um, you know, always been a big brother to me. Um, even at Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm just stepping in here for, you know, today. Um, got in here last week. Um, just a culture. Um, the vibe um, is a lot different. Um, you know, I, I definitely know that I'm, 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 I'm going to build with winners. Is there more to that clip? Is there more? To Chase Young, you would think that there is, right? Am I supposed to be to that say. upset with that mm-hmm. culture? No, and, and I'm here with a bunch of winners. I'm okay with that. I don't think Chase Young is going to be that much of a difference maker for the 49ers, though. And oh, you're in the building with winners, Chase Young. Have you checked their schedule? They're on a three-game losing streak, you buffoon. What are you talking about? The culture in San Francisco? Fine. Say all you want, Chase. We're so happy to have you gone. You are the biggest bust of a number overall pick, number two overall pick that we've had in the last 10 years. You felt like you arrived after your rookie of the year season and you did nothing for the last three years. Chase Young has been injured for more time than he has played. And then he had that stupid stinger that cost him the first game of this season, and I'm still upset about that because nobody has given me a true explanation for why the hell everybody in Washington was saying Chase Young was ready to come back. Chase Young was saying he was ready to come back, but the doctors wouldn't allow him to play. So obviously somebody in the building was lying. And Chase Young's over here doing his own thing, and the first time we trade him, the defense... Holds the opponent to 17 points. And statistically, the defense has been much better with Chase Young not on the field. Not on the field, but off the field. Chase Young off the field. The commander's defense has been better. Play the clip one more time. Like, is there am I real am I supposed to am I supposed to want to just 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 destroy him? Because (laughs) I'm upset that he said this stuff, but I think it just kind of shows you who he is. He's a cocky son of a bee who believes that he was the greatest defensive end to ever play, and his dad feels the exact same way because he called into the radio and compared him to Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chase. You have not done enough to be even in the conversation with a Bosa brother or a Watt brother. You know what you are? You're a not brother. Not doing much for the defense. Let's roll the clip one more time. Oh, You know, Nick. Nick is here. Um, you know, oh, oh I'm so glad. Pause the clip. Um, I'm so know, I- damn glad that your college teammate's there because he can fire you up. Not the defensive coordinator. Not the, even though that's their job, right? Oh, but you need your college teammate because you need to play like you did at the Ohio State University. Why don't you get the heck out of Washington, D.C., Chase? I'm so glad that you're there in San Francisco and we got a third-round pick who's probably going to end up being more impactful than you were in the long run. Roll the tape. Oh, you know, Nick Nick is here. Um, you know, always been a big brother to me. Um, even at Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm just stepping in here for, you know, today. Um, got in here last week. Um, just the culture. Um, the vibe. The culture. Um, is a lot different. What what is um, different about the know, vibe there? And this team has I lost three straight I'm, games, I'm, I'm, Chase. I'm gonna build with winners. 
You know yeah. what it's given to me? What? It's it's pick me vibes. Have you heard this? Have you heard this no. phrase among the young people? Well, pick, pick me vibes. What pick does that me mean? is like oh poor me. You know? Oh yeah. Like oh look look at everything oh, that I've gone oh, have through. Have you seen? And the, it's I like the TikToks. Now. Oh, I graduated college. Now I got my first full time job, and they're only paying me twenty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> How am I supposed to live? Boo hoo. Right. I you're know. Right. He sounds like a, a Gen Zer. He sounds like a child. Chase, you're still getting you're still getting the bag. Bud. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't feel bad. No, I I don't either. And 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 uh, it just it just feels like he's being phony, right? Like he says, "Oh, I just got here, and I can already tell the culture and the vibe." Mm-hmm. There's no way that it's been a good vibe in a culture. Everyone that building's probably pissed off still from last week, right? I mean, what are we talking about here, Chase? You're not joining the 49ers when they're five and zero. You're joining the 49ers who lost to the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals the last three weeks. Oh, but the Niners have gone all in by trading for Chase Young. Not sure that was the right decision to make. I'm happy that we made that move. Now, part of me is still frustrated by the fact that this is a local kid, a DMV product, who was supposed to be one of the faces of the defense. And it just never worked out. And I always felt like Montez Sweat was the better edge rusher. And the trade even shows that, Chase. I'm not sure that he understands that, right? Uh, Like, I think Chase still feels like the way that they talked about him when he was a high school senior. Oh, you're the best defensive end we've ever seen. Oh, you're going to dominate Ohio State. Oh, you're going to dominate in the league. You're going to get sacks easily. Easily. And that just hasn't been the case. And it's not like I'm on Jack Del Rio's side here of the divorce, of the split. But Ron Rivera put up a do-your-job sign. And from most reports inside of that building, and from the reporters that cover this team, that sign was directly pointed at you, Chase. So th- those are the vibes that you need to fix. Do your job. And and how will we remember Chase in Washington? I think we'll remember him for what Jonathan Allen said. Yeah, it's a business. We got to line up with who we got on the roster this weekend. Nobody really cared. Nobody really came out and said, oh, I'm so disappointed that Chase Young didn't work out here in Washington. Man, we'll always remember 99 for that one play that he had against that one opponent when the team went 7-9 and nine that year. Oh, big whoop-de-doo. Big freaking whoop-de-doo. I don't think he's going to have that much success with San Francisco. And I think San Francisco uh, has fallen back down to earth, and they're not going to improve much. Right? They're at Jacksonville this weekend. I'm picking the Jags. Then they play against the Buccaneers. I'll give them that one. And then I'm picking the Seahawks and the Eagles the next two weeks. This three-game losing streak could turn into six losses in the next seven weeks. 49ers are unbelievable offensively when they're fully healthy. And they're a great defensive line without Chase Young. Is he really going to make that much of an impact? He's not a Bosa. He's definitely not. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. If you'd enjoyed it, you can check out the podcast by searching AWOD Radio, and you can always tweet me throughout the show at AWOD Radio. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.